What is going on? Matt O'Leary here with episode 162 of Just Jets. Excited to get into it today. This podcast episode, we'll get into your voicemails. We'll talk about where the Jets rank in the latest athletic. Yeah, the athletic. There we go. The athletic power rankings. And I have another fun topic of getting into, which we're going to get a good laugh out of. But before we do that... Cue the dramatic sounds. This is a public service announcement. Manscaped now has beard products and is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Go ahead and tell the world the leaders in below the waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary grooming products, the new Weed Whacker 2.0, and their brand new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. The time to upgrade your game is right now. So go to manscaped.com, use my promo code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, 20% off, free shipping. Pick yourself up something nice over at Manscaped, courtesy of me, Matt O'Leary. I love it. Let's hop into the episode today. Excited to talk about this first topic that, uh, if you followed me for a while now, you've known that this has been my take for a long time. Uh, supposedly, the Packers are not expecting a first-round pick back for Aaron Rodgers. Now is the point in the program where we toss our head back and get a nice little laugh. You ready? Here we go. We'll do it together. <laughs> I told you. I told you. All those fools on Twitter who cover the Packers, the fan, YouTubers, website guys, bloggers, whatever, the beat, whoever. They're saying it's going to be two first-round picks. It's going to be first-round picks and Sauce Gardner, Quinn and Williams, Garrett Wilson, blah, 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 right down the line. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Jermaine Johnson even was another one that we saw. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. They were so off on what the actual market value for Aaron Rodgers was this entire time. This the Packers GM's out there saying, "Yeah, we don't we, we don't necessarily have to get a first round pick back." Yeah, that, does that not sound like a defeated guy, a guy who knows he's going to be taken out behind the woodshed by Joe Douglas, who uh, has done a really good job with trades? The only trade where I'm saying ah, I'm not sure about that value would be the Elijah Moore one, and that's debatable. Some love it. I'm I don't love the value on it. You're essentially getting a high third round pick with the move back so uh, everything else though you get a pick for Blake Cashman win getting a pick for uh, who's the other one that they got the pick for uh, from San Francisco doesn't matter the, the point is they flip these guys minimal roster roster player Steve McClendon's another one there we go that was one that I couldn't think of off the top of my head flipped a pick for McClendon got two first round picks for Jamal Adams got a ton of picks for Sam Darnold uh, really really good with the trade market. And I think we're going to get another one of those things. And guess what? It's been everything that was reported. And we'll go back to the the Yahoo report that we talked about on the show yesterday. The expectation is a second round pick in 2023, a second round pick in 2024 that could turn into a first round pick, depending on a few conditions. And maybe if Aaron Rodgers is not on the roster in 2024, the Jets will get a 2025 pick back in return. That one doesn't really like make or break it for me. If they come away with it, fine. If not, I'm not going to go nuts over what would probably be at this point a 2025 day three pick if he ends up retiring. Like, 
again, not not going to go nuts over that one, but the the again, the main point here that we that I wanted to talk about or just get into is just how out of touch it felt like people were on what the market was. And people would say, well, well, you know, it wasn't that long ago where Denver was going to give up multiple first round picks. Well, circumstances were a little bit different. They didn't have that contract. Aaron Rodgers was not on his current contract when those initial trade offers were made, which is a huge difference because he wasn't owed $60 million of actual money. We know the cap hit isn't $60 million. We've explained that numerous times at this point. If you still don't understand that one, you're just choosing not to. We've went over it so many times, but they didn't have that. That wasn't on the table with him the last time. He didn't have this new contract. That plays a factor. Him coming out and flat out saying, I want to go to play for this team, meaning the Jets. How did people think that gave any sort of leverage here to Green Bay? It didn't. And you heard Joe Douglas earlier this week. He was ta- he was he was mellow. He was fine. He's like, all right, you know, we got this. When it happens, it happens kind of thing. That's the same thing Robert Salas said. When it happens, it happens kind of thing. They're not worried. They already put to bed the Lamar thing, which I brought up in a video. Not necessarily that I thought the Jets would actually be in on Lamar, but that could be something that a card that you could play later if you're going down the line. It's like, oh, we're still not going to move him. We're like, okay, we could pivot to Lamar Jackson now. And then that may be forced the Packers' hands, but... Uh, Joe Douglas pretty much said, no, we're all in on Aaron Rodgers. So uh, I think, candidly, he expects it to happen and happen relatively soon. I just, again, find it crazy how there was such a vast difference of opinion on what it would actually take to land Aaron Rodgers. And we'll see when the final thing comes through what it's actually going to look like. Uh, But I, we just got a really good laugh after it was all oh, the Packers are digging their heels in the ground. They want pick 13. And we saw the big, you know, 13 for 12, meaning, you know, pick 13 for Aaron Rodgers. Ain't happening. It's not happening. It's always been 43 for 12. Now maybe it's 42 for 12 because you got that that pick and it's one spot higher. Um, it's going to, uh, it's 43 or 42 for 12 plus next year's second and. Uh, who knows? Hopefully next. Uh, hopefully it's next year's first instead of next year's second because that means the Jets probably won the Super Bowl. And that's something that you probably feel pretty okay with if you're giving up pick 32. Or even, like, say they don't win a Super Bowl, but if you're giving up pick 28 to 32 in next year's draft, you crying over that? Are you sweating over that? I'm not. There's no way in hell I am possibly going to be upset about moving a late first round pick next year because that means that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets went on a deep playoff run a team that hasn't made the playoffs since January of 2011 it's been 12 years I'm gonna be upset about losing a a pick in the late 20s I'll tell you what I'll do without Darren the Darren Lee I'll do without the uh oh my god who was the other good one uh Calvin Pryor I'll do without, uh, you know, go right down the line. We'll we'll find a way to make it work here. We'll find a way. I have faith. If you have so much faith in Joe Douglas and figuring it out, then I think you'll be just fine without having a late first round pick next year. I think it, it could just be okay. 
The second thing that I wanted to get into after we obviously talked about and batted around the idea of the Packers not getting a first round pick back for Aaron Rodgers, uh, which is kind of funny when you consider, you know, just based on how everyone was uh, reacting about how things were going to go, how this trade was going to go. But what I wanted to talk about, so the Athletic put out their current NFL power rankings post free agency. And this is including the Aaron Rodgers deal. The actual title is saying NFL power rankings post free agency jets rise as we await the Aaron Rodgers deal. That's the actual title. So let's talk about where the jets actually come into play here because it's not anywhere close to where we normally see them in these power rankings. The Chiefs are the number one team, Bengals number two, Eagles three, Bills 4, Jaguars 5, San Francisco 49ers 6. And coming in at number 7 is your New York Football Jets. The 7th ranked team in the NFL by the Athletic under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is coming. Is that a fair ranking? Should they be higher? Should they be lower? I absolutely think it's a fair ranking. I absolutely do. That means the only teams in the AFC, maybe you can make the case that they do. They maybe they could be ahead of Jacksonville. Maybe Jacksonville could be a little bit lower. Uh, but the only teams in the AFC that are viewed as better than the Jets is Kansas City, the Bengals, the Bills, the Jaguars. Those four teams. And then it's the Jets. The Jets are going to have a legitimate chance to compete in the AFC East for the first time in God knows how long. In years, there's no guarantee that they'll beat out the Buffalo Bills for the AFC crown. I think they have a chance to do it. I think they'll be in that conversation. They'll probably be a popular pick to win the AFC East. But think about this. The last time the New York Jets won the division was 2002. 2002. There are people who watch this show every single day who were not alive at that point. I was in second grade. I don't, that is not the first year that I claim Jets fandom. My Jets fandom that I claim is 2003. So this will be my 21st season of watching New York Jets football regular and knowing what the hell is going on. Like, all right, I'm sitting there. And of course I watched games earlier than that, but it's not, You know, I mean, sitting there, invested, locked in, fan, week after week after week. I've gone 21 years. This will be my 21st year. Have not seen the Jets have a home playoff game. Isn't that nuts? But that has a chance to change this year. Why? Rodgers. He elevates the Jets' ceiling. They're going to be a popular Super Bowl pick. I know people have a hard time wrapping their head around that. Jets fans have a hard time wrapping their head around that. And I'm not going to sit here today on you know late March recording this and say that I am picking the New York Jets to win the Super Bowl. I can't go that far. You're going to have the negatives on who say this is going to blow up in their face. They're going to be 9-8, and eight, whatever. And I don't buy that either. But they are going to have expectations. They're going to have primetime games. They're going to be a big storyline in 2023. And it's about freaking time. They've pretty much been... Irrelevant since they lost in the AFC championship game in January of 2011. 2011 season, they were a popular pick, so maybe that's not really fair. I guess the better way is when they walked off the field in Miami 
And I guess that was January of 2012. It was the last time the New York Jets were truly in the mix relevant. You had a one flash in the pan year in 2015, which was a fun one. One of the better ones in the last 10 years, right? Probably most people's favorite in the last 10 years. But they did. They missed the playoffs. It ended poorly. It blew up. They tried to run it back in 2016. And that was one of the worst years over the, over the last little bit here uh, for the New York Jets in this losing streak. It's time. It is time. It's okay that this team has expectations. It's cool to watch all these other veterans around the league have interest in coming. You know, throw your opinion out the window on if you actually want Odell or you don't, but him being in the mix, uh, Calais Campbell taking a meeting, uh, you know, with the New York Jets, uh, these vets who want to go in and go for it. Hell, even Aaron Rodgers, Robert Salas said it earlier in the week. When we got here two years ago, it did not feel like a place where Aaron Rodgers would be saying, I want to sign up and play there after just this quick turnaround. But that's the spot that they're in, in large part due to their 2022 draft class. You have the Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. You had a Brees Hall who was on his way to an Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, and you got some you know nice veteran pieces in there, like DJ Reed in free agency, one of Joe Douglas's better free agent moves. Enjoy it. They are ranked 7th. We are usually at this time... I don't have what they were at this time last year, but hell, they were before the season, they were articles talking about the Jets having a top three pick. And we know that's not how it ended. They were seven and four, uh, and then it fell off the rails, and they, you know, finished under uh, 500, and they were seven and six, uh, excuse me, seven and and 10, uh, you know, after uh, just an abysmal end to the season. But we're used to seeing the Jets in the power rankings in the 20s. Seven, a, a top 10 team in the NFL expectation is a nice welcomed change for this team. Again, how long have they just been? It's the butt of the joke. And it's still been that way throughout this whole process. Oh, they should be going after Lamar. Uh, we saw the, I saw on Twitter, there was a poll put out by, I believe Bleacher Report. And it was like, oh, you know, the X amount of people. And it was a majority said the Jets should go for Lamar Jackson instead of Aaron Rodgers. That they're doing, going about this wrong. Mortgaging their future is something that you're going to hear a ton. They're mortgaging their future. It's going to set them back for some reason. Set them back from what? Set them back from 10 years of irrelevance? You're pushing your chips to the table. You're going for it on a team that last year with average quarterback play would have been a playoff team. And now you go out there and get a guy who's a Hall of Fame player who even last year in what was considered a bad year, a bad Aaron Rodgers year, 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 picks, and a quarterback rating in the 90s. Even if you get that version of Aaron Rodgers, what do you think the last year's Jets are? A 10 or 11 win team? A playoff team, that's for damn sure. And I'm not saying he Aaron has to be 2020 or 2021 version of himself. He was the MVP. If he bridges the gap and is 75% the guy that he was in 2020 or 2021, Jets are going to be a damn good football team. It's time to be excited. You're allowed to be excited. Good things are allowed to happen to this franchise. Enjoy it. Because it feels like soon... The Jets are going to be landing this quarterback. The expectations are rising. And it's not going to cost you a first-round pick this year. All three good things. Let's get into the voicemails. First up, let's go to Devin calling in from North Carolina. He wants to talk about... This is a good segue into the voicemails. He wants to talk about 
What's the price that you would pay to see the Jets in the Super Bowl? It'll make sense in a second. Hey, Matt. It's Devin calling in from southeastern North Carolina. I screwed up my last call. All good, man. So I was just trying to get a hypothetical. Um, Hypothetically, say we go to the Super Bowl, no telling, win or lose. But you have to trade it in for a certain amount of years of being bad. How many years would you take of failure? I guess sort of what I'm asking is, hypothetically, we go all in this year and it puts us back let's just say 10 years, which obviously it wouldn't, 15 years or so, would it be worth just going to a Super Bowl? That's my question. Personally, I'd say yes. 100%. 100. I don't even have to think twice about this, Devin. Yes. Absolutely. You take that opportunity. I'll take that coin flip chance, right? Because it's 50-50, you win the Super Bowl. You could lose the Super Bowl, which obviously you're not rooting for. But this team hasn't been let alone win. They haven't been to a Super Bowl since the 1968-1969 season. They haven't been to the playoffs since the 2010-11 season. It's January 20... I feel like I'm a broken record just screaming about it in the in the open here. January 2011 is the last time... They're running around doing the plane in New England. That's 12 years ago. Going to be... 13 years ago in this upcoming January. It's longer than 12 years ago at this point. They are a long, long way removed from being a playoff team. Freaking go for it, man. Go for it. I'm not saying you trade. I'm not, you know, this is not me advocating to trade Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, or anything like this. No, that that is crazy town. What I'm saying is, over the last two years, you've had seven top 40 picks. Your roster is at the point where they are ready to be a competitive team. They do not have an answer at the quarterback position right now. So you have to get creative. And this guy is just now available. Rodgers, who could elevate this team. And you could have a nice little one or two year window where you're going for it. It worked for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay for three years. It worked with Matthew Stafford in the Rams in 2021. It worked with uh, Peyton Manning at the end of his career in Denver. There are opportunities where teams are ready, but they don't have the quarterback position figured out. And a quarterback comes in and it takes them to this next level. And then other veterans come. For instance, Denver, uh, you know, Wes Welker ends up there in Denver. Or if you look at uh, the the Rams, o- OBJ signs late with, there with the Rams. I mean, this past year they had Bobby Wagner. We don't, didn't work. That one didn't necessarily work out, but the, the, the Bucks, you, they bring in Gronkowski and Antonio Brown and their uh, Leonard Fournette and Ndamukong Sue, and they add all these veteran guys to a team that's otherwise a good young core, but you supplement it with the talent, and then finally you're ready to go. Yes. If you're telling if you sign up, say they're going to the Super Bowl, might win, might lose, but they're going to miss the playoffs 10 years straight. All right. I just went through it. It wasn't very fun. Obviously, it wasn't very good, but the last time it wasn't coming off a Super Bowl appearance or a Super Bowl win. 
You think the Rams are going to care about maybe not being very good over the next few years when they won a Super Bowl and went to another one and had a window of success? No, absolutely not. It was worth it. Trading all those first round picks and winning a Super Bowl, worth it. Their cap stinks. They have an old roster. They had to trade Jalen Ramsey's for a penny is on the dollar. Guess what? All worth it because they won a championship. That's what it's all about. Yes, 100%. I'm not yelling at Devin. Of course, I agree with him. This is just something I'm passionate about. I should be everyone listening. But I know that a lot of people are going to say, no, not worth it. Because the same, I have the same people on Twitter saying, oh, look at the Rams. You know, anytime with the, the Aaron Rodgers thing. Oh, look at, look at the Rams. They're in Capel. Who cares? They won. It worked. It was a great trade for Stafford. It was great to bring in all those guys. It freaking worked. Let's go out to Bobby, who's calling in from Texas. He wants to talk about if we'll ever see Zach starting again. All right, let's do it. What's up, Matt? This up, is uh, Bobby, now in Texas. Um, listen, I had, a, I had a thought about Zach Wilson this year, and I know... I know he was. I know he was horrible this year. I know he was. That was uh, about as bad a season as he could have possibly had. Seriously. Um, and uh, I recognize that he was not good. But I think everything the Jets are doing right now, potentially, is the trying to put Zach in the best situation to develop and maybe start in a year or two, maybe. And um, the reason I say that. I mean, you look at Mike LaFleur, apparently took, like, a tough love approach with him, you know, and then they go out and hire Nathaniel Hackett, who is, like, a high-energy, enthusiastic dude, um, really likable, player-friendly, you know, and really when you're a backup quarterback in the NFL, you are doing a lot of studying, uh, you're organizing stuff in the room, and you're basically working as a quarterback coach, give, give or take. I think that's going to be really good for Zach to help his processing, and uh, maybe he'll get in the game. Maybe let's say he win 13 games, and Rogers sits in the last week of the season. Like I don't know, maybe we see what we have, and if he doesn't work out, then we draft someone next year or get another bet, or Rogers maybe plays another year. But regardless, um, I think they're trying to put him in the best situation he can. So I'm not saying he's going to succeed, but I'm interested to see what happens. All right, talk to you later, man. Bye bye. Yeah, it's okay. oh, thank, sorry to cut you off there at the end, Bobby. Thank, and thank you for calling in. Yeah, this is going to be obviously something to watch. Robert Sala said he's their QB two. Now, if that changes, maybe they add a vet. I think it might be wise to add a vet and then just kind of just completely redshirt Zach this year. They might take a look at it's really going to be dependent on what happens in training camp, how he looks in the preseason, how he looks in practice, all that stuff. It's so hard to project if he can be a 2024 or 2025 starter. The only thing that we do know for a fact is that he cannot start in this league in 2023. Maybe he sits down, salvages himself. I've said it before. I don't know if I'm going to bet the farm on it, but if there was ever a spot where maybe, maybe something could happen, I would guess behind Rodgers, who is someone that he obviously respects, grew up idolizing, sitting behind with, uh, you know, and working with Nathaniel Hackett, that might be the only only chance. That might give him his best chance. Again, I don't know if it's going to happen, but like if he got dealt to 
I don't know if he got traded to who, who knows, but Baltimore trades Lamar and he goes to uh, Baltimore and is thrown in there to start right away. Not that I think they would actually do that, but let's say that for a second. I don't think that's a great opportunity for him. I don't. I, I think that's that'd be tough. But sitting behind uh, a quarterback that he idolizes and uh, someone who's going to be in the Hall of Fame once he retires, maybe it's salvageable. Max from New Jersey is next. Max wants to talk about the need for a quarterback to develop. All right, so kind of the, in a way, an opposite of what Bobby was saying. Hi, this is Max from Holman, New Jersey, and here's my thoughts on the draft. So we're going to get Aaron Rodgers in, but I think the Jets should still pick quarterback, and here's my reason for this. Aaron Rodgers is only going to play two more seasons in the NFL, and we need a long-term starter. If Aaron Rodgers suddenly decides to retire next year, then we have no options at quarterback. Why not just take Anthony Richardson and develop him on their year? Here reminds me of Patrick Mahomes and Ken Noon. What's your thoughts on this and go, Jess? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love it, Max. Good idea. You're going to keep pick 13 and then draft a quarterback with that pick 13. What are we what are we doing? Anthony Richardson's not going to be there. Have you followed any of the draft articles or any sort of information that's come out? He's going in the top 10. He's not going to be there at 13. And if he was there at 13, why are you taking a developmental quarterback when you're trying to go for it? You can't be one foot in and one foot out. You can't say, oh, we're going for it. We're going to try to win with Aaron Rodgers, but also we're going to take a quarterback. Did you learn nothing from the Packers? They did this with Jordan Love in 2020. That's what pissed them off. It didn't work. They didn't win. Because they weren't really going for it. If they were, they would have probably drafted a wide receiver and tried to help him out on offense. It was Devontae Adams and nobody else for years. And then they lose Devontae. They take a couple swings outside of the first round. They land Watson. Okay, good. Romeo Dubs or Dobbs. I feel like he changes name, how he pronounces the name every other day. That's beyond the point. But that can't be your response. Can't be, I'm worried about who the next quarterback will be. Who gives a shit? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Figure that out after this is over. You don't have to worry about that. At pick 13, get someone who can help you immediately. You are going for it this year. You are trying to win a championship. Anthony Richardson doesn't help you win a championship in 2023. Do we think before we call or do we just pick up the phone and say nonsense into a phone and get me to react? Because if that's what it is, if it's a ladder, you did a good job because it's working. Oh, my God. Anthony Richardson, come on. He's not going to be there. You think he's going to make it outside the top 10? Not now. Not at this point. People are talking about Hendon Hooker potentially now being a first-round pick. That was a guy who a few weeks ago had people saying, oh, the Jets should really look at him in the third round. I'd be okay with taking Hendon Hooker in the third round to sit and develop. Well, not, that's not even going to be reality because he might go in the first now. But Anthony Richardson, there we go. Rez, save us, please. Rez from PA. We'll close out with him. Hey, Matt. It's Rez from PA again. Uh, wanted to actually uh, 
talk a little bit about uh, our uh, our current players. Obviously, we're still in this whole Rodgers thing, but I, I think it's a done deal. I uh, obviously, as we all know, Lamar announced what he announced, but I, I'm not too convinced that's going to be the way, especially after what JD just said. So he's, he's playing his card right, and uh, I just wanted to know. Uh, I mean, I wanted to get your your thoughts on this. We got two guys, two free agents. Um, obviously one in the Rumbles is Odell and the other one is Calais. And we keep, yeah, remember at the end of the se- or at the end of the season into the off season, we were talking about contracts that we have on the books. I mean, you know, have to make, cap, you know, make the cap a little more suitable. And I was just wondering, maybe when it's just a thought, do you think maybe JD is like waiting out to see once he has assured his quarterback to sit there and restructure guys like Whitehead and Carl Lawson, maybe even Corey Davis. I'm not, I'm not sure if he'll do it for Moses. I think he should. Uh, 21 mil is, is a lot. But if we put it in perspective, just say Odell's asking for 8 mil. I still think it's a lot, but if he's asking for 8 mil, Calais Campbell, guy, you know, that vet, it would be a great addition. So, I mean, if he's asking for, I don't know, 11 mil, you restructure these guys. You still have enough cap um, to maneuver into the draft. But I, I, I'm guessing, and this is just me thinking, and just wondering if you think the same. Maybe JD is just holding out, waiting to figure this whole Rogers thing out up until the draft, and then he's gonna, you know, play chess. Flee Scott never loses, so I'm not worried about <laughs> him uh, getting any work in for Rogers. Uh, he's coming home. He wants to come here. Bring him here. <laughs> Anyways, man, uh, take care. Go Jets. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, a couple things. I think if um, you could absolutely restructure some of those guys that you mentioned, uh, Carl Lawson, Corey Davis, C.J. Mosley is the big one that I'm shocked they haven't restructured yet. There are absolutely restructured candidates. I think you will see more moves take place. Whitehead's another one. There are multiple, multiple examples. Uh, we've seen guys already take, uh, you know, and do do restructured deals, which is fine, which is a good thing. It helps the Jets create cap space in the now. Obviously, after trading Elijah Moore, now you have a bigger need at the wide receiver position. So adding another one, Odell is, you know, is going to be a popular name linked to the Jets. You want some space for him. I think you're pretty close on the money there. Calais Campbell, I think, would be, the absolute perfect piece to put next to Quinn and Williams. Because you can't have, right now, Solomon Thomas is their other interior defensive lineman. Uh, they like JFM on the outside. They're not kicking him inside. You have a good depth on the edge. You need more on the interior. You probably still need to draft one, even not in the first round, obviously, but add another interior guy in the draft. But signing Calais Campbell for a one year, maybe at most two year run would be awesome. The guy can still play. He was just a cap casualty from Baltimore. It wasn't like, oh, he's old and washed. He's up there. I think he's going to be 37 at the start of the year, which is just nuts. He still produced five and a half sacks and a ton of pressures. Like He had 10 more pressures on the season than Sheldon Rankins in one last game play. I think it was 14 games for Campbell. I'm 99% positive Rankins played 15 games. And it was like 35 pressures versus 25 pressures. 
Guy can still get after the quarterback, and that's perfect for the Robert Sala system. That's pretty much pin your ears back and go if you're on the defensive line. He would be someone who I think would absolutely feast. Absolutely feast. So that's it. That's episode number 162 of the Just Jets podcast. Got a little animated today. It was good. It's Sometimes it's good to get that out. You can't bottle that in. You have to get it out. So let me know your thoughts on everything down below. Please make sure to leave a like and a comment if you're watching on YouTube, if you're uh, listening to the show on Spotify, Apple, wherever. Please make sure to subscribe. Leave a rating and review. Really helps me out a lot. I appreciate all the love and support. Once again, I am Matt O'Leary. I will catch you next time.